Man, you want to talk about being blessed even though you don't have good days? The scripture tells us this. <laughs> and sometimes we gloss over it because we say, man, things aren't going the way I envision them. So how can I be blessed? Right? And, but I'm convinced that the Lord is making us blessings, but we're just not recognizing it in the moment. I know sometimes, you know, I don't know if, I remember once I was in an, a car accident, me, Tanya, Sister Tanya and uh, Sister Silve was in the car and we got into a car accident. Yes, sir. And we wrecked the car and it was like a terrible day. But then I remember getting to church that it was the Sunday, it was a Sunday and it was snowing, lots of snow on the ground. But the blessings we received in the service was such that that's what I remember most about that day. I, we got to Detroit, I was so nervous driving because you just get into an accident, you get nervous then. That's all you can think about. All you can think about is the fact that that accident's going to happen again right now. That's all you can think about is the danger of the problem. But when I got to church, um, there was a message that was given and it was for me. And you know what was weird about it? It came out of my own mouth. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I needed it. Like, and um, I remember look, finding a scripture just by accident that I was going to read it, and somebody says to me, well, you're looking at your Bible for now, it's too late. You should have, you should have been studied. And like, because he was assuming that I just, well, the Lord just gave it to me right then, and apparently it wasn't too late. I had given up control of the situation, and my responsibility was just to believe the Lord in the situation. And I wonder sometimes if we've, taken too much responsibility for whether things are going good or bad and as a result when things go bad we don't see the Lord and when things go good we see ourselves and that's a really really big problem I remember last week when I was talking to you from Eli from from um, the book of Kings and they decided to worship Baal the, the, the God from a foreign God who wasn't their God Right? And he was the god of fertility, he was the god of the rain, he was the god of the storms. They started worshipping him rather than the god of our salvation. They started worshipping the wrong thing. Because they didn't realize that it wasn't, you can't control your situation, but God is in control of your situation. Let me read, let me read um, Genesis 39. This is the story of Joseph. I just want to steal something from his, his story. I'm not going to be long before you today. This has been playing on me um, uh, for the last few days. Um, and it just reminds me that the blessings of the Lord are in sometimes found in unrecognizable situations. And, and, and even though that there's the distress in the situation, even though there's problems in the situation, God's presence is still there. Like even though monetary, if you were to look at bank accounts in the earth, I would just as soon have Jeff Bezos' bank account and he would look at mine and laugh out loud and say there's no chance but I'm guaranteeing you something about the blessings of the Lord. I am still getting blessed more than he is right now. You want me to show you? Let's, let's go to Genesis 39. Let me show you what I mean by this. Genesis 39, let's go there. And Joseph... Do you remember the story of Joseph? Do I need to fill you in? Joseph, just remember, Joseph was one of the brothers of Judah, right? And his brothers have sold him into slavery. They got jealous of him because his father loved him so much 
just loved this boy. Bought him a coat of many colors, right? Brought him this beautiful coat, gave him this coat. None of the other brothers had it, so they sold him into slavery, right? They did him in. They said, we're gonna get him. And they beat him and threw him into a pit. And slavers found him and took him and took him away. And the brothers, to make sure the deception was completely intact, they got his coat, ripped it, and put lamb's blood on it to make it look like an animal had killed their, their brother. What a horrible thing to do. What a horrible, awful thing to do. And then they bring it back to their father and say, ah, sorry, we think he's died, right? And so these, these slavers have enslaved Joseph and brought him to where he was, to the land of Egypt. Chapter 39 picks up the story right there. We are all together right now, right? We all know where Joseph is and who he is and how he got here. Verse one of chapter 39 reads like this. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelite, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. Listen to this. I just told you the story, the backstory. I just told you the backstory. None of it sounds good to me. In fact, it sounds like the worst nightmare I can possibly have. That my brothers and sisters have turned against me. That I have been thrown into a pit. That my, the people that were supposed to love me the most, not only reject me, but literally stage my death and throw me out. That doesn't sound like a blessed, that sounds like the worst day to wake up to the realization, to wake up to the realization that the people I have grown up with, the people who are supposed to love me, the people who I'm supposed to call home have rejected me and thrown me away and I found myself up and I've woken up and I am now enslaved. I am with strangers I've never seen before. I don't own my own body. I can't go where I want to go. I can't leave. I can't drink when I want to drink. I am, everything I have is in their hands. That sounds like the worst day in my life. That sounds like the worst situation to find myself in. But what does the scripture say? In verse two, that seems to upend the entire narrative that we're going to hear from this point on. The scripture says, the Lord was with Joseph. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> here's the difference between me and Jeff Bezos. It's not our bank account. <laughs> here's the difference between me and Musk. It's not our bank account. You're missing the point. You're starting to worship the resource rather than the source. And I'm here to tell you that that's not the difference between us. The Lord is with me. To be clear, I don't know, you know, they could be baptized in Jesus' name right now. I don't even know. I'm just using them as examples, <laughs> right? They could be just fine with their salvation. But my point is this. Look, look in verse one again. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. That's what we know about Joseph. All Joseph has is somebody who owns him. In verse one, that's what it clearly states. And then it talks about Potiphar. Potiphar is what? An officer. What else is he? He's a captain. What else is he? 
He's in a qualifications upon qualifications, upon bank account, upon responsibility, upon high standing, upon everything else. All we know about Joseph is that he's owned by somebody else. <laughs> but we know that Potiphar has things. Authority, money, wealth, <laughs> influence. All the things that we think are the things we should be going after. And you're missing the point. If the thing that you think Jeff Bezos has is the thing that is powerful in this story. <laughs> That's not the thing that you should be going after. Those are the things that are coming after you have full relationship with God, but those aren't the thing, those are the resources, those aren't the source. Don't, don't go crazy about what people have. You know what I've realized is, sometimes the thing that we go to first when it's not God is the thing that we are worshiping. I don't care if it's relationships, I don't care if it's you think, well, I've got the backup money that no one else knows about. I've got $500 put away. And you put your trust in the $500. And you say, that's the thing that's going to get me out of a jam. No, no, no. That's the resource God gave you to help you in the jam. That's not what's getting you out of it. That's just the resource. Don't worship the resource. Worship the source. So, so here we find out about Joseph again, and we find out that Potiphar is an officer of Pharaoh. Top officer, captain of the guard, Egyptian. And he has the money authority to purchase, literally own Joseph. <laughs> Sometimes we think that our bosses have the leverage they have over us, and we have no choices. That may be true to a certain extent, but I'm here to tell you, Verse 2 tells me that Joseph, while he was enslaved, while he was under the authority of Potiphar, while he was thrown away by his family, the scripture tells us that the Lord was with him. The, the scripture could have said anything at this point, could have said he's with Judah, could have said he was with his brothers, could have said that the Lord was in the house of Potiphar to make sure that Joseph was good. No, the Lord was with Joseph and whatever Joseph was going to be, wherever he was, he was always going to be with Joseph. And so therefore, my hypothesis, my thinking is that Joseph was always in the best position throughout this whole story. <laughs> After his brothers rejected him, he was still blessed. After he found himself in the bottom of a pit, he was still blessed. When he was sold into slavery, he was still blessed. The blessing at that point was just a seed. But that seed was about to grow. That's why it's tough to look at somebody's situation and know exactly what's going on. You have to let the Lord have his way in people's lives sometimes. Because sometimes he has to complete, create chaos to bring out what is going to be fruit in your life. <laughs> so verse two, and the Lord was with Joseph. And look at what it says about Joseph now. Not what it says about Potiphar, what it says about Joseph, this enslaved man. It says, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. What? Are we still talking about the Joseph who has been thrown into a pit? Are we still talking about the same Joseph 
who is enslaved. Are we still talking about the same Joseph who has just been sold to Potiphar like a piece of furniture? Yes, we are. And yes, he's prosperous because the Lord is with him. Huh. The only reason why you don't think you're prosperous is because you, you put more credit into resource rather than source. That's the only reason why you are saying to yourself, Jeff Bezos is better off than me. It's because you think his resources are more important than the source. And I'm here to break that paradigm, break the chain of that particular requirement. He is not in a better position because he has resources. I'm in a better position because I have the source with me. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm not going to want. I'm not going to want at all. The Lord will be my shepherd. If you want your resources to be your shepherd, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be stuck. I remember a time in the United States, I was looking at the history during the Great Depression. I don't know if you know, know some of the history of the Great Depression. It was a moment in history of the United States where the uh, banking infrastructure almost completely failed. There was what they call a run on the banks, meaning everybody wanted their money at the same time. Now, that's not something you may not realize is, your saving account and everybody else's saving account, you say, ah, oh, it's in the bank. If you were to go there and everybody ask at the same time, it's gonna be a problem because there's not enough money in there. <laughs> everybody thinks there's enough money there, it really isn't. It's just really imaginary. So if we all went to the bank to go get our money, they would be like, I'm sorry, you're stuck today. That's what happened. That happened across the whole country. Everybody wanted their money and no one could get it. And it caused a panic. And people who thought they had wealth all of a sudden realized it actually doesn't exist. And the thing that they were worshiping as resource was not even there to give them anything. And so what you saw during the Great Depression was suicide. People were literally throwing themselves out of the tallest buildings in the world because they, re they realized that their resource was no longer giving them the thing they thought they had. Don't worship the things that you have. Worship the Father who's with you. Yeah? Don't, don't, that job, I know that job is giving you a steady paycheck, but trust me when I say the Lord is with you long before that paycheck drops. <laughs> they mess up and get those numbers wrong just one week. <sighs> it would be a problem, but I tell you what, it would be a problem for a month, but just imagine if the Lord were to withdraw himself just for a second. We wouldn't have, there would be no opportunity for restoration. Hallelujah. I need Lord to be constant for me. So what did it say? Verse two, and the Lord was with Joseph. And it somehow says about Joseph that in his situation, he was prosperous. How do you, how are you a slave and prosperous? How does that work? How, do you, how are you owned by somebody and prosperous? How does that work? The Lord is with you. Blessings may not look recognizable, but Lord is still with you. <laughs> ah. And he was in the house of his, literally talks about his master. He was in the house of his master the Egyptian. And look at what happens. As soon as Joseph 
gets in the house of Potiphar, the house of Potiphar changes. Look what he says in verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, was with Joseph. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So when he's realizing every time Joseph so happens to do a job, I can only imagine that he, he gave him a simple task to do. Maybe, maybe the first task was, hey, just go out and buy the, the house supplies today, if you would, Joseph. Just go do that. You're my slave. Go do that. And Joseph comes back with more supplies than he can barely carry. He says, wow, that's interesting. Money seems to be stretching further than usual. He says, ah, okay, Joseph, go, pick, go get my horse from the stable. Joseph comes back with two horses. He says, wait a minute, only had one horse. Everything Joseph does prospers. And he's realizing, wait a minute, everything Joseph does prospers, let me put more in his hands. Because I want to be a beneficiary of whatever's benefiting him, right? Whatever thing, whatever God, whatever power is helping him can't help but help me. Oh, that's actually very wise. He's realizing that the God of gods isn't concerned with Potiphar or his house. He's concerned with Joseph. Joseph, put your hand all in my money. Go ahead and take care of my money. Look what the scripture says. You think I'm joking? Verse 4 says, And Joseph found grace in his sight and served him. And this is what Potiphar did. And he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass from, t- from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. <laughs> he didn't bless it because Potiphar was so good for taking in Joseph. That's not why he did it. He did it because Joseph was there. The Lord was with Joseph. Joseph needed to be blessed. So the Lord said, I'm just going to go ahead and bless Potiphar. So that I can bless Joseph. <laughs> I'm going to raise up this Egyptian's house, give him everything he wants, so that he treats Joseph just right. Look, I'm going to tell you something. There are some jobs that have been saved because you're there. I believe it. I believe there's jobs been created, industries been created. I don't care what anybody says. When you get there, it gets preserved because the Lord is with you. And he says, I will bless everything around you just to make sure you get caught in the blessing. Oh. Look, I want to tell you, Potiphar got rich. Not because he was good, but because some of those blessings would fall on Joseph. He got rich, way richer than Joseph was, if I have you know. Joseph, Potiphar still owns it. But because the blessings got applied to Potiphar, Joseph got a piece. That's what I'm saying about blessings. I'm not looking at the resource to see who's getting blessed. Because sometimes the Lord is blessing Jeff Bezos just to make sure some of the blessings fall on me. <laughs> he's going to bless the Bill Gates just to make sure some of the blessings hit me. And you're steady looking at, well, who got the most? No, it's who got it because the Lord was with them. 
Ah, if I look at just who owns the resources, I would be convinced in this story that Potiphar was the one that the Lord loved. <laughs> but I actually know, I actually know that it was never about the resource. It was always about the source. I know it was about the source. Ah, so I'm not going to look at your bank account anymore. And I'm certainly not going to look at mine because I'll be disappointed. But when I look at what the Lord has done for me, come on, sir. Come on, sir. Yes, 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 yes. Come on. Rejected, hurt, thrown out, but the Lord made a way. Yes, sir. Oh, my. Thank you, Lord. Let me go to Genesis real quick. Genesis chapter 1. I want to show you how the Lord's going to bless you through other things. This is, what, this is how he started off the whole creation. I was looking at this scripture and asked my, my wife to find this scripture. Where was that? Genesis 1, verse 11. Look at when the Lord is creating this entire jewel of the earth. He's creating the, 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 everything that is to put into established so that we could be blessed by the earth. But he has to put everything in place first, right? He has to put the... Before he puts us and creates us, we've got to have something to eat. We've got to have land to walk on. We've got to have firmament. We've got to have air to breathe. So he blesses the earth, creates in the earth, ready for us to receive the blessing. The problem with us is that as soon as we saw the earth bring forth something, some of us said, well, let's bless the earth. Let's, let's worship the earth. Let's worship Mother Nature. That's not what happened. The Lord blessed the earth so that the earth could bring forth for us. Go to verse, what was it? 11. Verse 11. And God said, yep. let the earth bring forth grass. <laughs> let the earth do it. I created the earth. I created the earth. But then let the earth bring forth something. For you. We're the ones who are going to eat that. So he said, let me bless and bring forth in the earth so that I can then further receive it. Read it out. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herbs yes. yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. So the Lord didn't say, the Lord, he didn't say, the Lord said, I created the tree. Right, right, right. He said, I created the earth. That's happened. He separated it. And he said, let the earth now bring forth the things that are necessary. So it's a, a, a blessing that comes via a resource that he puts in the earth. <laughs> he, he says, let the earth do it. Keep reading through. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding fruit after his kind. Keep reading. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so. He said, let the earth, let it kind of reproduce for itself. Let it, let it have seed in itself that will create more of its own kind so that it's perpetually giving, perpetually and continually giving, right? In its, I'm gonna do, I put a blessing in the earth that will give of itself over and over and over again. My problem with, 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 with our response to that is we start worshiping the thing that keeps giving over and over again. But that's not the start of the story. That's the end result of the source giving us a resource. So let's keep going back to Genesis 39 verse 5. Because this is important to go back over. Just a few minutes. And it came to pass. Yes. From the time that he had made him overseer in his house. Yes. And over all that he had. That the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. 
So you could be fooled. Joseph could have been fooled in thinking, I've got good things because Potiphar gave it me. Like, if you were doing this wrong, you would approach this like, I can't afford to mess up Potiphar. Because he's the one who's giving me this stuff. That's a worship of resource. <laughs> if you do that because the Lord didn't bless Joseph directly, he blessed something that was around him so that he would receive. Let's keep going. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house yes. and in the field. <laughs> and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not all that he had off by his hand, save the breed, which he did eat. And Joseph was a godly person. This is what it's the scripture saying here, is that Potiphar trusted Joseph so much because he was getting blessed so much, the only thing he kept track of was the food he put in his mouth when he wanted to eat. He didn't know where his money was, didn't know where it was coming or going. He said, let Joseph take care of it because everything he touches becomes blessed. I'm not even, I don't even care where this bread came from. I don't even care how much I've got because I know if Joseph is taking care of it, now, Potiphar's making a mistake too. He thinks Joseph is the source. Okay, okay, I see. Okay, wow. <laughs> you, you see what I mean? Yes, sir, yes, sir. He's fooled into thinking Joseph is the source. Joseph is not the source. The source is the everlasting father. The source is the king of kings. The source is the lord of lords. <laughs> That's why I say when Elijah got, from the, got fed from the ravens, the Lord had to cut that off too. Otherwise, Elijah would have started worshipping the ravens. Sometimes your resources look like your gods, but don't be fooled. There is only one God we worship. Hallelujah. Read that verse 5 again in verse 6. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in the house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's, for Joseph's sake, your, some of your job should have gone a long time, but for your sake. Yes. <laughs> some of your places of homes should have, your roof should have buckled a long time, but for your sake. Some of your cars and some of your situations should have been way worse, but for your sake. You say, oh man, this car's reliable. No, my God is reliable. My God is always in the way. Don't start worshipping the resource, worship the source. Amen? And the blessing yes. of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Look, the blessing didn't just touch the house where Joseph was. It blessed the field too. He didn't even have to be there. Joseph wasn't working no field. He was in the house. But the blessing was wherever Joseph's intent was. Whew. That's why sometimes the blessings are setting up things for you that you can't see. You may not be there, but the blessings have gone ahead of you. Hallelujah, glory to God. I need you to believe this. Because on your best day, you're a child of God. And on your worst day, that's why. And who's the reason why? You're the reason why. Not me. I'm blessed. That's why I can simply say I'm blessed because I've got a heartbeat in my chest. That's all it does. That's all I need. You're thinking you need heartbeat. 
seven bedroom home, six acres, no, heart beating my chest, and the Lord's doing the rest. Like, I don't need any of those other things. Literally, the scripture says Joseph was prosperous as a slave. And if he can be prosperous, I believe I'm prosperous. I don't care what the, what the, what the monthly account says, I am blessed today. And I want you to claim that blessing for yourself today. Don't let anybody else take that blessing away. Don't put Baal where the king of kings should be. Don't ever put something else where God's worship deserves to be. I will not give it to anything else. It is reserved exclusively for him. If Joseph is blessed, then that means I'm blessed. Now, the story of Joseph, as you know, goes on to tell us that the house turns against Joseph. It turns against him quickly. And he goes from having some advantages to having none in a prison. And you would look at that story and say, that's awful. Like you would think, man, that story's got worse. But the truth is, even in the prison, Joseph is still blessed. He's still blessed. And you're saying, how can this be? Because not what he has, but who is with him? The Lord is with him. As long as the Lord is on my side, I think I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to be all right. It doesn't matter about the rest. Because I've got you, Lord, and I'm so blessed. Amen.